Okay, welcome back all you Wedding Game Night family members to the fifth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined by the Spooky Movie Squad, and that consists of Katie. Hi. Emma. Oh, hey. And Micah. Oh, man, did you know that Mrs. McMurray was in? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm here too. Sorry. Oh, Mrs. McMurray. Oh, and also... Uh, we were able to trick. No, we, we talked to our good friend from Affable Chat. Hey, it's Joey. He's back. Um, hey. You know, everybody else said that he that he sucks and they hate him, but he, he still came back. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Joey. Yeah, that missed Love episode it. sucked. <laughs> hey, if I get to take, I'm, I'm taking over this podcast. That's what I'm doing. You guys can't stop me. Joey, yeah. one episode a year at a time. <laughs> so. Sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2019 American black comedy horror film, Ready or Not. The game begins. I guess that that's a... Sounds like Saw. I said it like Saw, so that kind of... I put it in your head. Hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode nine of the fifth annual Halloween Screamathon, and I am very, very pumped. Um, when I started this, it was like a dream, and it's still, I guess, it's still a dream in my head to get like, you know, like Tony Todd, get like Candyman on here, or Kane Hodder, and you know, Kane Hodder's like, yeah, I love this movie. I'm like, that's fascinating, Mr. Hodder. But you got to start somewhere, and I'm happy that I have friends that aren't just like, you know, in driving distance, people far away that enjoy talking to us. And one of our good friends, friends, friend of the show from the show Affable Chat. It's our good friend, Joey. If you go back to last year, we did The Mist. And it's a really good episode. Actually, I listened to it a lot. It's a really good episode. Where everybody was in <laughs> in rare form and just on it. It's really good. Good to have you back, Joey. Glad to be here. I'm very happy you asked me to come back. Very happy talking more horror with you guys. Yeah, that's what we do. Moderately good here. <laughs> so episode nine, we are doing Ready or Not. And so this was directed by a few names, uh, Matt Olpen and Tyler Gillet. Now they go by another name that sounds a little more familiar if you are into horror movies. That is Radio Silence. So they have done a few movies. They helped create the VHS series. Hey, you love those. Yeah, I love those movies. In 2022, they did the Scream movie. So it'd be Scream 6? I think it's 5 or 6 is the newest one. 5. 5? I think they're going to come back and do the next one also. And, yes, Scream 6. And they're working on a version of Escape from New York. So that's the Kurt Russell movie where the world is, like, super fucked up and he's trying to save the president. Yeah, isn't that John Carpenter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is John Carpenter. Uh, so they're working is that on that. The one where he plays basketball, or is that Escape from L.A.? Oh fuck, I don't know. They all kind of blur together. It's just, <laughs> it's just you know, 
eye patch Kurt Russell trying to save the day. I can't remember. <laughs> but no, this is a pretty solid movie. I actually enjoy it. But I'm going to take something from Affable Chat, how they introduce characters. And I did it last year. But I actually wrote it down this time. So the cast of Ready or Not contains the babysitter, Seth from the OC, Thomas from Perry Mason, Eugene from Mission Impossible, one and the newest one. Rita from Groundhog Day. Mrs. McMurray. Oh, Mrs. McMurray. Guy that plays a doctor in a lot of things. And I actually thought he played Fred Flintstone in the sequel, but it's not. And Chloe from Stargate. I did not know that when I saw her face. So um, I, mm, I'm going to ask everybody. I'm going to go around and see how everybody feels about this movie. So Emma, what did you think about Ready or Not? I loved it. It made me giggle in a lot of ways. Um, it was stupendously fucked up. And there were a lot of moments that made my butt cheeks pucker a little bit that I was like, oh, no, no, thanks. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. It was quite a take on family bonding. So yeah, Micah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say just shy of a certified banger. <laughs> Uh, the over-the-top ridiculousness was definitely helped by the cast and how well they can all act, which is which is awesome. I mean, when when you get uh, Hugo Weaving's daughter, oh Samara, Samara. yeah, yeah, Samara, yeah. Um, she it there's definitely like three or four women who all look the same who are all <laughs> popular right now. Like all these movies yeah. came out, and like, yeah. <laughs> We're just going to copy and paste that person's face on every movie. All right, it worked. All right, let's go. <laughs> Although this movie definitely flew under the radar because it like came out and it was uh, it, it felt like it was almost direct to movie. Yeah. Because what year did it come out? 20... 2019. 2019. So yeah. probably overshadowed by, yeah. by COVID. <laughs> just barely. Yeah. But I, I remember watching it at a friend's house. And it was really out of context, so I wasn't paying attention and I couldn't get into it. So now that we actually got to sit down and watch it for real mm -hmm. this time, it was a lot better than I than I gave it credit for the first time. So, no, it, it's a really good one. It was definitely worth the watch. Uh, Katie? Uh, I love this movie. I love that they took the concept of hide and seek and turned it into a horror movie. With It was like an action horror movie almost because there was so much violence from both sides and it was excellent. Joey? Um, yeah, I thought this movie was surprisingly good, I would say. Not, I would not say it's like the greatest thing of all time. I think I had a lot of trouble with the family's acting, but I think Samara did, Samara Weaving did an incredible job. She really sold the performance. She really sells it at the, at the end, especially. I actually did see this in theaters. Um, I was, uh, I was living in Pennsylvania and every Sunday I would go watch a movie and I actually had to drive to another movie theater that was not close to me to go see this. And I remember like actually being pretty impressed, especially in 2019. Any criticisms of, criticisms of the rich are very welcome. So um, <laughs> I was uh, I was on board for that. I absolutely adore when you can mix horror with another genre. And usually comedy is the the best runner up for mixing with it. Well, close third place by sci-fi. But comedy and horror usually goes together pretty dang good. And I don't know what year it started, but horror movies have realized that they can be scary just with being super graphic. And this movie isn't the most graphic movie, but the things they show are solid. 
and it's oh, like yeah. uh, makes you makes you grimace you know oh, yeah. there's there's a spot with with a hand and a nail and you could see it coming like two minutes before and i'm like oh that's gonna happen and it just <laughs> it gets you i and i love that a ton of the family they're famous actor and actresses and they all get the hammer up and just like joey said sometimes the the caliber of their acting isn't as good as it could be but i think that's because some people aren't good at just being silly and these people even though they are a murderous family they're murderers that aren't used to doing it they they know they have to but they're like oh shit we have oh i'll grab an axe and it's like you don't look look like you know how to use an axe and it's a solid idea i love this it's a great great movie it makes me happy all the time so for the uninitiated uh ready or not i forgot to do this earlier but this movie is about a young bride who is being hunted down by her new newly obtained family after her wedding on her wedding night and she has to fight for a life to stay out of a we'll say a ritual that's that's and we'll get deeper into it when we explain it but she's trying to dodge getting caught up in a ritual might be satanic you know so i don't have anything else before so we'll get through this story and you can watch this on any app you have to pay a little bit of money or put your pirate hat on and you can get that bad boy for free. Uh, runs 95 minutes, um, pretty quick to the point, but I don't think it wasted any time anywhere. I've We've seen movies. We have gushed over movies that were 45 minutes and we we're like, that was amazing. Uh, I've gushed over movies that were three hours and everybody else like, that was a bit much. So <laughs> it's it, it, it found a perfect spot to be just awesome like i said so we'll get through this story real quick so we it's one of the ways a horror movie can start so either you have someone useless pop up on screen and they die or you get a cool little flashback or you just start the movie which is a dumb way to start a horror movie you got to have a murder up front it's usually you get get the blood you know moving so we get a mix of two things we get a person we don't have any idea who they are and a flashback with important characters in it. So I was like, perfect. I don't know this guy, but he's going to die. That's cool. So we see two children running through a mansion, and they're trying to hide. And we see a wounded man run up, and he's like, hey, they're trying to kill me. He already has an arrow in his gut. And then the little kid alerts the family, and they come in, and he gets murdered. And then the movie starts. And I was like, hey, mystery. I like it. So... 30 years later, we see Daniel. He's getting married. And so he's set to marry Grace. And she is a bit nervous, especially. It's not Daniel, Eric. sorry. It's Alex who's getting married. It's to Alex? Grace. Oh, sorry. Daniel's the brother. Freudian slip because I think, I always think Daniel should have been the one. He should have been the person <laughs> she got with. He was the one that got away. Yeah. Freudian slip because they, they kind of have <laughs> nods to it. Like, like he, he was kind of. Like I said, it's all in my head. But Alex is getting married to Grace, unfortunately. So <laughs> he is the son of the successful, hmm, like Dumas? Yes. Nailed it. Nailed it. Dumas. I know it's not Dumas. Dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Domas. Domas. Family. So they are a play on uh, Milton Bradley, just an old school family, which it actually was before they got brought together by 
what company got Milton Bradley? I don't know, Mattel probably? Yes, I believe Mattel just consolidated everything. And so they are crazy rich. And we see like a panning shot and we see the rest of her new family. And yeah, just like Joey said, they're rich assholes, man. <laughs> and we see an older lady just in the corner at the wedding, just ominously staring at Grace, just like, I don't like you. And it's like, oh, that's, that's our aunt. She Don't worry about her. She's crazy, you know. And so she is very nervous that they will think that she is just a, what, a money-grubbing, just whore that's there for the, you know, for the money. And she's like, I, I want them to like me. So on their wedding night, Alex and Grace, they're trying to get it on. And then the perfect jump scare. Just have someone standing there watching. Just like, how long have you been there? Long enough. And Alex gets alerted that, hey, we have things to do tonight. I know you want to do some things, but get get your wife ready. We have things to take care of. So they meet up at midnight and they have themselves a little game night. Um, I was going to ask you, Katie, um, the OK, we are, we're all married here. So I'll, I'm going to ask everybody later how you would feel if your significant other was like, hey, it's a family thing, but we have to play a board game at midnight on our wedding night and we just have to so marinate on those questions that question and then later i'm gonna ask everybody how you would feel because i know i would be like the fuck i'm trying to get it in why are we playing stratego <laughs> I, I don't want this but what? i saved myself for this <laughs> 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 so we see that the dad he explains to his newest daughter-in-law that they have a tradition. Oh, shit. You know how I feel about traditions and horror movies. Man, nothing good comes of them. So <laughs> one of their ancestors, Victor, he made a deal with a man named LaBelle. And he was like, hey, you know, I'll help you fund your company. And I know you need money to just be successful. All you got to do is just work out this little puzzle box and then later on we see there was more to the story but at the beginning just solve this little puzzle box and i'll help you out for reasons like oh man that sounds really ominous but all they have to do is play a random game that a puzzle box pops out and tells you what it is and so we see some of the other people that came into the family they were like oh i played chess and it's like oh we played old maid like who the fuck plays old maid you know they're so grace she gets the box and then the card tells her hide and seek and boy howdy i everyone's face they're like oh shit and so the game is grace has to hide and the family has to find her and grace still doesn't understand she's in a horror movie right now she's like oh that so we just totally normal we're just playing hide and seek yeah, so in I a just, big ass mansion i just hide till can I, just, can I just say this is not how you play hide and seek yeah <laughs> it's everyone hides and one person seeks yeah it's not it, one person hides and everyone seeks that's maybe the end of the game you can play that yeah. as a variation but it, it, it's so unfair like yeah so there's like 12 of us and we're just gonna just hunt you you've down. never been in this house before yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's a bit silly, but Grace, um, wanting to you know not be a fuddy duddy, is like okay, um, that's weird, um, so I just have to hide all night. They're like, yeah, that's that's the goal. She's like, I don't, but I don't want to. <laughs> and he's like, you should, you should hide. And it's like, okay, 
hey, I'm going off the hide. And as a very creepy song about playing hide and seek is playing, uh, we see the family, they start to gear up with weapons because they realize what they have to do. And now Daniel, he is the, he seems like the, um, not odd duck. What phrase am I trying to say? Black sheep. There we go. It was another animal that's dark. So he seems to be one of the black sheeps in the family, and he does not. He's not down with this, but he's helping his issue just by drinking. And um, it's funny, the actor, um, Brody, Adam Adam Brody, um, he actually pulled an audible later in the movie, and he was like, it'd be cooler if my character stopped drinking at some point. And then for reasons later on, it'd be like, oh, that makes more sense why things went the way it did. So, um, but right now, Daniel is just getting his drink on while the whole family is nervous about killing their newest member. Um, a lot of people like, I haven't done this before. And one of the uh, brother-in-laws is like, I've, you think I can use this crossbow? Like, yes, yes, you can. He's like, oh, shit. So uh, everybody seems to be confused except the aunt. Uh, she's down for the down the clown and she has her ex and she's like let's fucking go so um yeah <laughs> so at this point in the movie uh it's a <laughs> it is a very shitty version of hide and seek and i say very shitty because the people that are supposed to be the deadly just option the thing in this movie that's supposed to be the scary part they are horrible at their job horrible to the fact that <laughs> one of the maids just trying to do her job and make sure the kids aren't outside while people are getting murdered, gets shot in the face by one of the family members, uh, Emily. And she's like, I got her. I got her. And they're like, oh, shit. I'm like, oh, you killed the maid. Like, <laughs> it's like, you got to think about it when you use your gun. Um, plus, she's coked up while this is happening. Like I said, this family, they are very dysfunctional. So like I said, it's hilarious because there's dysfunctional. It's trying to be murderers. That's funny. <laughs> So we see that Alex grabs Grace and he tells her that the family thinks that if any new member pulls the hide and seek card, that they have to kill them or they'll all die later. Like that's they're they're cursed. And she's like, that's fucking crazy. Like, I, I know, I know. But usually we just play normal board games and then, you know, that's it. But you pick the most deadly card. So my family is going to try to kill you tonight. So you have to keep moving. And I'm going to help you try to escape. Because it seems at this point, Alex doesn't seem like he's 100% with the idea that he is cursed. He, he seems, it seems like the younger people don't really believe in it. And this happens with a lot of traditions and things. You know, your family's like, well, we always do it like this. I'm like, but that's dumb. And no one's questioned you in like 40 years about it. I don't want to. They're like, but we do it like that all the time. Yeah, I still don't want to. <laughs> so it seems like the younger people are kind of not wanting to do this. So multiple times she gets caught, caught in a way of they can see her and they're about to attack her. And then other people get hurt. Um, Daniel, he actually is not down with this game. He he catches her in like the study and he just goes to get a drink. And he tells her like, man, I, I don't want to do this, but I got to kind of put up appearances because they're crazy so i'm gonna drink and i'm gonna give you a head start and then i'm just gonna keep this game going so you should probably run away (laughs) um another maid 
gets crushed in a dumbwaiter as Grace is trying to find multiple spots to hide. And so um, the family butler, his name is Stevens, um, very loud singer or hummer, hummerer. And so Grace actually gets into a scuffle with him. And then Alex actually opens the doors. And so Grace is able to get outside. And so Stevens heads out because the family wanted to make sure that this battle was fair, quotation mark fair, as fair as more than 10 people chasing down one person and they have weapons could be fair, (laughs) but some type of fair. So they turned off all the cameras, but they did lock the house down so you couldn't leave. Well, Alex helped her out and opens the doors at least. Um, So the dad actually attacks Alex and knocks him out. Uh, Daniel doesn't really do a distraction, but he kind of does. Like I said, uh, Daniel's that type of... mm, Fence sitter. There we go. He's he's trying his best to just, I'm here. I'm hey, I'm helping, kinda, you know. But he doesn't actually do anything. He's just there. He's like, hey, hey, look at me. I'm holding the gun. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not with you, but I'm with you. <laughs> Don't attack me. So, as Grace gets outside, she actually runs to the stables because she's like, once again, she's just finding spots to hide. And we see one of the young children uh, that of Mrs. McMurray, and a kid has a pistola on him and actually just shoots Grace in her hand and then grace just knocks him the fuck out just right hook to the face and the kid goes down um she gets scared by a goat a real goat they wanted to make uh, a fake goat but it just didn't look right having a fake like jump out of the darkness so they used a real goat and she falls into a hole that they made to toss in dead goats and dead bodies so all the corpses boy howdy that wound in your hand is probably gonna you're going to have issues later in life. But for now, she's all right. As she's climbing out, it's that scene I was telling you about where you see the nail just poking out at the top of the ladder and her hand goes into the nail. And it's like right in the, the gun wound, but kind of close by. And it's, I forgot what movie said. Oh, Cabin in the Woods. That movie says that the main character, the final girl, the final person, has to suffer. And that's just how the movie works or how it just happens. I feel for her in this movie that all the things that happen to her seem so gruesome and they seem like they really fucking hurt. Um, but yeah, it's it gives her fuel to fight harder. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so as she climbs out, she is booking it down the yard and she makes it to a gate and she squeezes through said gate and it carves her up because it's a pokey iron gate yeah and she's trying her best to get out of it really fast uh oh. drives by and doesn't want to pick her up i i don't know if i would either i don't know if i'd stop for someone in a bloody wedding dress i would in a wedding yeah. dress screaming for help yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm like driving i'm like is that a wedding dress yeah you all right oh, i'm not screaming and pull the window back up i'm like yeah fuck them bye <laughs> <laughs> It's probably always a good idea to stop for a woman who's screaming for help running down the street. I agree with that. She's probably almost always going to be like a human trafficking victim. So like super fucked up if you don't stop. But they they also, they also use that as a a bait, bait and trap in a lot of places. You think a a serial killer would wear a wedding dress 
to murder you. They'd, af- they'd absolutely it's be wearing a Lulu weapons. killer. We That's don't know. <laughs> but also, also, what human trafficker is human baiting or baiting like six, seven Micah over here? Like, you're fine. Pick up the screaming woman. You're, you'll be fine. Like, she ain't doing shit to you, bro. Micah, if you ran out in a wedding dress, I don't. I don't know if I'd stop. Be a little more suspicious if Mike ran out of white. Yeah, but I just yeah. 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 Hey, I'm going to put it back in the. I'm just going to put it away. Sorry for bringing it out. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so Grace is being chased by Stevens. He is a good ass butler, and so they have themselves a sweet ass fight. So Stevens crashes the car, and they scrap it out in front of the yard. Now instead of just running him over after she wins the fight. She just drives off. And I was like, Mistake number one. You should have just, just run him over. It, it's easier like that. And so as she is calling for help with the the OnStar in the car. Uh, Trash. <laughs> the, <laughs> Thanks, the person, Justin. The person on the line, uh, his name is uh, Nathaniel Faxon. He has been in a ton of comedies. He was in an episode of It's Always Sunny. Oh, damn it. He's not the shusher, the episode where they're trying to find a guy to shush them. He's like a douchebag in one of the episodes. I can't remember off the top of my head, but he is the voice of the OnStar person. And he's like, well, this car has been reported stolen. So I'm just going to turn it off right now. It's like, it's one of my, actually, it's not a seven word synopsis, a 14 word. And I use the quote, what they say to each other. But uh, Grace is not happy that the car got turned off. (laughs) So at this point, uh, unfortunately, uh, we see that Daniel pops up out into the forest. Um, Daniel, once again, not a part of this game, but a he random is. Daniel encounter. Yeah. <laughs> he just comes around the corner like fucking Gary. <laughs> so Daniel has to keep playing this game and knocks Grace out because the dad is watching. Like I said, He's, he's, he's with the game, but he knows that to save her, he needs to find the perfect moment, you know? So the family, they are preparing for the ritual. And yeah, they have her tied down to an altar and they're ready to stab her up and get this thing going. Uh, the aunt, she is so pumped and her Latin is just on point. She is ready to kill because we see that in the beginning of the movie, the aunt, she was the young bride, and her husband, her new husband, was the one that picked hide and seek. So she saw someone go down. I, I always thought when I watched it the first time, I was like, oh, so she got screwed by the family. Well, obviously, she's going to help, right? Because she doesn't want to see another bride happen to him. She's like, no, she's she's down for the cause at this point. So In for a penny, in for a pound, that's right. Yeah, I thought that was a bit weird. Um, I guess what I wanted was very typical. It's like, hey, that bad thing happened to me. I'm seeing it happen to you. No, I, I see like that. that I see that as like this is if we are going to play this game, right? This is confirmation that we're doing it, right? If we don't yes. murder this person, then why do we murder my husband? Yeah, yeah, yeah very much. If it happened to me, it's happening to everybody. That's right. Yeah. That's that's very much a family thing because my sisters, uh, if something bad happened to them, it's like, oh, I got in trouble for this. Now nah, you're getting in trouble for this too. Like we're all going down. I'm like, no. <laughs> We're all going down together. Yeah, I, let me free. I didn't do it. <laughs> so as the ritual is about to actually 
fucking happen, you know. Uh, Tony, the dad, is about to stab Grace. Man, this movie's going to end really soon. He starts coughing up blood. They all start coughing up blood. Huzzah! Daniel has poisoned his family with a non-lethal dose. I don't know how he knows it's non-lethal, the amount he put in. But he put hydrochloric acid into the ritual cup. And they all drank some, so they're all coughing up blood. Daniel frees Grace, and they're starting to scoot off. And I'm like, man, this is a real husband right here. They should get together. You know, Daniel's wife. Oh, there she is. Bam, shoots him in the neck. And I'm like, oh, shit, she's crazy. <laughs> and down goes one of the best characters in this movie. And so at this point, Grace tries to fight. Oh, well, she fights just about every lady in this movie at this point. And so the mom, uh, Becky, yes. The mom, Becky, tries to attack her, and they have themselves a fight. And then Becky gets her face smushed in by the game box, LaBelle's box, and she just smushes it in. Now, Alex was handcuffed for a majority of this movie, and at this point, he breaks free. Because he was helping her. Yes. And so he goes to find Grace, and then he sees his brother dead, and his mom and her face smushed in, and Grace standing over. So he's kind of putting two and two together, like, oh shit, my, my new wife, I thought she was... So this is just me doing a headcanon, but it seemed like Alex at that point was like, I thought you were not going to fight back, but escape, but you seem to be killing my family. No, not at all. He didn't want her to participate in this the whole time. Yeah. yeah. There, there was no moment of Alex's character up to this point where he was like, oh yeah, Grace will be fine. She'll go along with this ritual sacrifice. I'm totally fine with ritually sacrificing <laughs> my brand new wife. The whole time he was like, Fuck this family. I'm going to get you out. We're going to save you. It's going to be fine. When he sees his mom on the ground dead, he realizes how fucked up the whole situation is. <laughs> yeah. And then it's really the moment right after that when he goes and he tries to console her to yeah. touch her. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. We're going to still get out of here. It's going to be fine. He tries to go and touch her and she backs away because she's so freaked out so much horrible shit has happened to her in the last hour of her life that she can't even handle it and he asks her are we ever going to be able to get over this are you ever going to be able to forgive me for what's happened and she's like no don't fucking touch me like get away from me i can't and it's that moment right there where he's like oh well i've already lost you you're not gonna come back to me fuck it now i'm team family bitches in here he yells about it <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to jail for this, so we're gonna we're gonna finish the ritual. So Grace, she breaks free right as the sun rises. Hooray! And it's funny, right as she pulls back the curtain, the sun hits a few people, and they're like, ah. The recoil, like they're vampires, is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I love that so much. This is my favorite movie. <laughs> it was it was Fitch's reaction for me while he's sitting there just all scrunched up like he's waiting for a shit to fall out of his ass. And then he like relaxes and opens one eye and then he's like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I'm, not dead. Right? I'm not dead yet. I told you all the shit was fake. I told you it was bullshit. So everyone's confused. They're like, oh, that shit's not actually real. Son of a bitch. And then we've been killing people for no goddamn reason. Yeah, we're just really lucky for some reason. <laughs> So crazy aunt Helene, um, she's like, fuck this. 
and picks up an axe and run towards Grace. She's like, we can still make it up to Mr. Bale. We're so sorry. And then she explodes. And everybody's like, oh, shit, it is real. <laughs> and everyone starts to just systematically explode. Um, Mrs. McMurray and her two children run out of the room. And we hear one big pop and two small pops go off. And everyone explodes except Grace and Alex. Now, Alex is like, oh, I didn't explode. See, we're together. And so I have a little bit of a headcanon why he didn't instantly explode like the rest of his family. It's because from the beginning, he was team I want to save Grace. So Mr. LaBelle, maybe, was like, okay, well, you're part of Grace's team. And even though he did try to defect at the end, he it didn't happen. So LaBelle's like, yeah, you're, you're with Grace. But then as he is talking to Grace afterward, Grace is like, nah, this, this ain't going to happen, bud. I want a divorce. She takes her ring off and throws it at him. The second the ring bounces off of him, he explodes. And yeah. uh, there's tons of people online with theories. And they were like, yeah, that was the moment. They Technically, Alex was, he had himself a new family with Grace. But the second she was like, I don't want you. He's like, oh, now you're back with the old family. Okay, you can explode now. And he dies. Grace sees, uh, she glances at the head of the table and sees a smoky man for half a second pop up and he nods at her. She's like, what the fuck? She sees Mr. LaBelle. <laughs> Just, she's so done mentally and physically at this point. And as she is walking outside of the mansion, cops roll up. And fire department. And they're like, what? What happened? And she, you know, takes a drag of her cigarette and says, in loss. And then that's the end of the movie. Boy, howdy. It's, wow. it's a solid ass movie. So, Emma, who was your favorite character in ready or not i had two uh i have both the bride and daniel because i forget grace so mm -hmm. grace i just liked her feisty pantsness from the beginning she was just herself unapologetically and she's like i don't really give a fuck about your family but like i've never had a family so this might be fun and i just liked that she was super dedicated to Alex and like she just wanted to be with him and that was really amazing and the whole the whole movie she's like this is kind of stupid like why am I playing this game are you kidding me do I seriously <laughs> why are you telling me that I need to stay hidden until dawn what are you talking about like that's dumb but okay like she's willing to go to some pretty extravagant lengths for her new husband because you know she just loves him so much but I liked Daniel's character because he just, he was always kind of there being like, you don't want to do this. Like kind of trying to preemptively warn her away from it all and trying to protect her. And I really, I thought that was big because he, it did show how much he cared about Alex and how much he cared about Grace and how much he's like, this family's fucking stupid. Just, just don't. It's not really worth it. And then how his character came through in the end and just kind of was like, nah, this family deserves what it's about to get. I can't believe that we've done this for so many years, so many generations. Like, he was just great. So I had a hard time choosing between the two of them. So how about you, Joey? Okay. Um, my favorite character, and I, I hope this is not a surprise, uh, is Helene, uh, the aunt, for yeah. sure. 100%. <laughs> easy. Easy answer. 
while I wouldn't say she relishes the murder game, um, unlike the like, she's like uh, she doesn't like she doesn't really want to be participating. I don't think like the rest of the family is also is very hesitant to get started on this. Helene is at least enthusiastic about the killing. Um, she understands that the time for moral grandstanding and hemming and hawing about whether they should sacrifice Grace is uh, long past. She is committed to the task and does not show any reluctance. She seems to think that what they're doing is not right, but also it's not a contradiction with the family's values. They've all decided to play the game, so let's play the game. My hypothetical for you guys is, would you rather be killed by a serial killer that's all, oh man, oh shucks, I really need to kill you, but but now here you're here, I'm not so sure, oh geez, oh no, what am I going to do, oh man. <laughs> or would you be rather be killed by someone who says, hello, I'm here to kill you, here's what to expect, are you ready? No? Well, that's too bad. And, you know, starts to saw, basically. I feel like the second approach, you know, at least you know, you know where you stand. You know, you're able to, like, you don't have that little fleeting bit of hope that's, like, being strung along, uh, you know, uh, as your body is being, uh, you know, torn apart. At least you get to die with some dignity. So, Helene, <laughs> I think, as someone who, like, is committed to the, to the game, understands the rules, wants to play it, um, you know, whether or not they're going to play the game um, is not as important uh in the moment right you know what i mean you've already committed to it at this point for sure let's let's if we're not going to do it then let's decide that before we get all these people together pull out the dang box yeah. and all that micah um i'm gonna go with grace uh kind of overall she was the only most likable character because she was the only person in the whole movie without an agenda <laughs> funny how that works <laughs> just need, need to survive now um she has that really quick turnaround of becoming like a badass at the right moment when she realizes that she's backed into a corner and there is nobody on her side. And so she fights like hell and kind of sacrifices things that really, really hurt like an iron gate digging into her shoulder to get free. And then, and then the dude drives up and she's like, what the fuck? And then goes on a tirade, like blink a blink 182 song saying all the, all, all the, as many bad words as you possibly can in a small amount of time <laughs> as he drives off. Um, and then uh, the ending to this movie had a like was almost exactly like the menu, which it came first. So I mean, this movie came before the menu, but it was like the endings were pretty much exactly the same. They and the heroines look exactly the same. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it's nice to see a good guy get out of that situation. I'm a huge fan of like when the bad guy wins, but this was just, they, they were shitty bad guys to begin with just a crappy rich family. So it's, it's good to see him knock down a peg. <laughs> More than that. I'd say. <laughs> Hail Satan. It's a, Hail Satan. It's a, it's a big ass peg. <laughs> uh, Katie. Uh, my favorite character, but aside from grace was Daniel um, I loved how he was just fucking done with this family's bullshit. He, you know, has a distinct memory of dealing with this as a kid and protecting his little brother, Alex. And he, you can tell that he has been dealing with this trauma for the whole 30 years. And that's why he's so fucked up and drunk this whole time and why he hates his family, why he's unhappy in his marriage, all these different things like that every aspect of his character was affected by him seeing this game happen when he was a little kid. And now that they're playing again, he's like 
fuck this family. I can't handle this. I'm going to drink myself stupid and I'm going to help as much as I can. Um, while still pretending that I'm part of the family. Like, I don't really give a fuck if this family approves of me, but I'd rather not be killed by my own family. So That's we're just sure. going <laughs> to, I'm going to help as much as I can. So I really liked Daniel a lot. So in horror movies, I have somewhat of a, an odd respect for characters that don't last that long in the movie. It's always funny how they go down and it's and it's even funnier when it's people that don't even like are part of the bad people cause they're just there and they get caught up in it. So the three maids, they just get murdered just accidentally or just well, one maid tried to help and she got crushed. But the other two maids, they were just standing there and they get like shot in the face or hit with a crossbow. She didn't try to help. She yelled. Yeah, she helped. She yelled for help. She was like, "She's over here." Two of the oh. maids tried to help. Tried to help the family. Tried to help the yeah. family. Got yeah. it. I was like, "She wasn't was helping the, her." Because one that came in said, "Look, I saw her in the other room." Then she got shot by Emily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's Very it's nice. always funny. So that's an honorable mention. I always love characters like that, and the maids were hilarious because uh, one of them, the one that got shot in the face, she was the favorite. She was a favorite maid. Everybody's like, "Oh man, she was my favorite." <laughs> and then, but I'm going. I'm hopping on the Daniel train. I love. A good character that knows what's happening, knows that a tradition is wrong, and finally sees someone struggle with it, and they're like, I don't like this. They're crazy, so I'm not going to be like, I don't want to do this, because they'll probably kill me, but I'm going to help you out as best I can, and maybe we can get out of this. Unfortunately, his crazy wife is like, I like this life, so I will kill anybody. I need to keep this life going, and shot her own husband. And killed him, and I was like, "Damn, that sucks." But uh, that's this. Is the these are the type of people that would try to sell their soul to the devil so they can become successful. So that's what happens. But no, Daniel was amazing in this movie. And once again, uh, they should have switched Daniel and Alex. But I'm curious if I would feel the same if Daniel was Alex in this movie and Alex was Daniel. No, you wouldn't, because then you'd be more upset at the end when the would be the husband like flips on her yeah and is like oh well you can't ever forgive me for this fuck it i'm on the family side now you'd be more upset if that was adam brody yeah for sure i'd be saying no adam brody what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) so emma who was your least favorite character in ready or not mrs mcmurray Um, she was like the worst mom in the entire world. All she's looking for is her next Coke bump. And I just, when she came in there, like fucked off her ass. I looked at Micah and I was like, wow. And (laughs) she just, the second her kid shot that girl and she like finds him in the barn and she's like, Oh, what are you doing here? And he's like, I shot her. And she goes, Oh honey, I'm so proud. I was like, what kind of fucking mom? No, get out of here. But she was just, she was a hot mess. She was ready to shoot anything that moved. So that just, she's just biding time until her next goddamn G and T. Somebody needed <laughs> to get that girl a cocksucking G and T. I'm yeah. just saying. Cocksucking G and T. <laughs> so yeah that was that was my thoughts joey okay um I, i'm 
I'm uh, disagreeing with all of you. I really am. Um, my <laughs> least favorite character is Alex, but I think all my criticisms of Alex also apply to Daniel. Um, there's a lot of bad characters in this story. Alex is the most despicable for me. Like every other member of his family, except Helene, Alex pretends to be one thing when he's really something else. At the end of the day, he's still a member of the family and he'll protect himself over everything. Mm-hmm. Grace could not be a more perfect sacrifice. She has no family, no connections. She's not a person of means. She will not be missed. He doesn't even tell her about the game or the danger of playing it until it's too late. It's like he wanted her to be killed. Alex yeah. is an encapsulation of this idea that the rich may say they believe in, em- in equality and opportunity. And isn't it so sad that people are starving or homeless or stricken with disease, but they will never raise a finger to help them. I wish the city would round up all these bums and get them out of, my, out, of, out of my sight. Why are all these people in the street with signs and chanting? Are they making me late to my dinner reservation? How inconsiderate. It's so hard to find good, helps, good help these days. <laughs> and so on and so forth. It's the stereotypical, uh, the stereotype of the evil liberal elite. And perhaps it's accurate, but it makes Alex look like such a weasel and I hate him. And I would say the same thing is true for Daniel. The, there is, Daniel does not do enough for this, right? Does he believe that Grace should be killed or not? Right. If, if he actually did that, then why does he do more to help? Why doesn't he open a door, break a window? Why doesn't he stop one of these family members from from breaking in there? Right. He's like so concerned about his up, like his upstanding, like his standing within the family. But he's not. But really what he's doing is he's putting on this persona of being the sad, lonely, um, pathetic boy that needs comforting all the time. It's a classic pickup artist move. All you have to do is pretend that you need your uh you need some like love, and then people will come to you and act, act like um, they can fix you. When really that was your plan all along. Oh, well, how do you think I got onto this them. podcast? <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is that it doesn't. Uh, the, Daniel's actions speak louder than his words. Just because he claims that he wants to help. Uh, grace in this in this predicament he does not do nearly enough to do it does he believe in something or not is he willing to lay, lay his life down for it or not and i i think the answer is very clear yeah heck yeah <laughs> mine is a much more simple answer fuck justin <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah fuck him too <laughs> you sound like you're in trouble i'm sorry there's nothing i can do Oh, oh, you're there's no need for profanity, you know. Can, can okay, okay, cool. Hi, this is Monster. How can we ignore your needs today? Would you like to take a survey on how bullshit I am? Have a nice day. Yeah, fuck Katie. Mine is Stevens, the butler. Dude, fuck that guy. Like, he literally didn't have to do anything. He could have just let her walk out of there and not said a peep and he would have been fine. The family was not watching the monitors. They had no idea where she was at any given time. Like he didn't have to cooperate or collaborate with the family at all. And instead every chance that that motherfucker got to try and kill her, he did. Like, let me hunt her down at the gate. Let me go out of the compound and then into the forest and try to hit her with my car. Let me fucking drug her and kidnap her and do all these fucking wild ass things. Like, you didn't have to do any of that. This family is not going to give you extra money. You're not getting a bonus for helping them or whatever the fuck. There was no, like, 
agreement made beforehand. Hell, most of the help didn't even know what the fuck was happening. Like the all the maids and shit were just getting shot for who the fuck knows why. So why would he even bother to help? That guy was probably a fucking serial killer prior to being to working there. And he was just that that's just how he got his rocks off. I I assume class traitor. Yeah. yeah. I, I assume that the, you know the, the, the father, Tony, has told everybody working there that hey, you know, uh, every time someone new comes to this family, you know, uh, back in the day, crazy things went down. They're like, okay, you know, it. He's but none of the maids knew. Lightly informed about it, he's had to have told them that if a certain situation happens, tonight can get crazy. Every time someone gets brings someone new in, Maybe. he's had to have at least sprinkled the fact that it could be a crazy night. I, I couldn't. Well, I can't imagine. Some shitty owner just being like, sink or swim, man. Uh, we're going to be shooting guns off in the house in like 20 minutes. <laughs> Don't get shot. You know? So my least favorite character is not a character. It's more like an idea. And that is the idea of shitty traditions continuing. So <laughs> this movie has a ton of like metaphors and stuff like that. But the biggest one, and Joey kind of brought it up. And honestly, Katie, everyone has brought up a character that is just like, well, I mean, this is how it is. And, you know, I, I don't like it. Hey, I don't like it. But this is just how it works here. And we just got to do it. Now, no one here, Tony, the dad, seemed like he understood that if you did go back on this deal, things would happen. Because he was talking about another family. And that family, uh, he's like, well, it said there was a fire, but it was not a fire while things went down. So he, I believe he understands what would happen to you, but it's just, you know, it's that allure of like, we've always done it like this. So this is just how it works. Like it don't need to work like that. You can, you can just say no. Um, unfortunately, if you say no in this world, you explode. So I get why some people would be like, that sucks, sucks for her, but I don't want to explode. I get it. But uh, just shitty traditions, man. Just all that coming together. <laughs> so well, there's a big problem there too. Like if Alex knew that this was a tradition, why bother getting married to her at all? Because yes. yeah. Amen. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> why, why does he just <laughs> say, Oh, I cannot get married to you. You know what I mean? Like, or like, Oh, I, I like, I, you know, I don't never, never explain it. Just be like, I, I just don't believe in marriage, you know, be one of those guys. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like or just like my family's nuts. We can't, I can't, I'm not allowed to marry. Like make up some bullshit. Exactly. And then never see your family again. You were already on the outs with your family. Does she, does he love this woman or not? Right. Yeah. yeah. If he loves this woman, then he would not put her in this situation. Yeah. Right. He says, Oh, I'm going to lose you. It's so good. God damn selfish. Yeah. You're rich. God damn it. Ripping my hair out over here. I yeah. can't believe it. So it, it's funny. It's funny you bring it up like that because the issue is, and there might be two different avenues of his thinking, of Alex's thinking. One avenue could be there's tons of games that could pop up. 
and a small, tiny chance. Yeah, but everyone's thinking about crazy. the one game, Otis. Everyone's yeah. thinking about the one game. Everyone's sitting there with a bated breath, like just you know, not saying with what's on everyone's mind. They're like, oh, but there's one card in here. It might kill you. Uh. Yeah, and it's possessed <laughs> by the goddamn devil. Who knows yeah. what kind of magical nonsense is going on in this set? In this, you know, the devil doesn't yeah. play fair. You know, what? <laughs> okay. If 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 she made it through and was accepted into the family like had it not gone through do you think she would have bought into the devil to satan great question i i think she would have just like okay but the second someone else picks it she's like oh shit oh this is for really real oh no like yeah she'd probably be another daniel but more extreme she would for real try to fight the family to stop them from doing it i don't know depends on how long she's in it and yeah, how used to the how used to the trappings of wealth she becomes. Well, the thing is, too, like they say at the very beginning that prior to their wedding, they had been dating for like a couple of years and hadn't told the family about it. She hadn't met the family like the wedding was the very first time that she had met them. So you can assume maybe that if she were to have picked like checkers or chess or whatever the fuck, you know, some easy game and not have had to like murder folks or get chased down and be murdered that she would have joined the family quote unquote. And then her and Alex would have just like pieced the fuck out back to their regular life and never dealt with the family again. Yeah. Like I assume, I assume that was his game plan of man. I hope she don't pick that card. But does that work though? Right? Like everyone yeah. was there. Everyone was there ready to participate. Like whether they, I don't know if they were they coerced into it, you know, like, what, what exactly is the extent of this uh, this problem? You know what I mean? I, I assume that if you don't participate, maybe you stop being lucky and successful. Like, But he's not really lucky or successful, and he's yeah. not really taking on the family's wealth at the time. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what the downside of not showing up to kill is. I don't know. Right. It's definitely, yeah. it's definitely yeah. a morality issue on alex's part because like if it was my family that had like fucking devil packed and <laughs> the option was get married to you and then make you play this game where we're hunting you which first off that's racist as fuck <laughs> but secondly like <laughs> like my option is get married like propose to you get married and force you to be like hunted down or just live in sin, quote unquote, my whole the whole rest of my life. I just right. deal with not being fucking married. Like that's fine. We'll just go on like living do in civil America. partnerships. Like do civil partnerships count? Like <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like Otis. You don't ever have to meet anyone in my family. Like okay. we're good. We're never going there. Just the, I, I would make up some bullshit. Like yeah, I was raped by somebody when i was a kid and i'm never talking to them again bye like sure, sure. we're just yeah yeah it's anything. done we're in too deep yeah. my mom is downstairs currently oh no <laughs> she's visiting okay. from out of town <laughs> okay uh, so, uh real quick uh that question that i brought up earlier so uh how would you feel on your wedding night your significant other is like hey we gotta play like a board game at midnight because it's just tradition. So, Katie, what would you do if I came up and was like, "We gotta play, we gotta play some board game, some random board game at midnight"? Because well, it's how life specifically is. Specifically, on our wedding night, we didn't get away from like the venue and putting things 
where they needed to be until like one in the morning. Yeah. So midnight came and went like, oh fucking well. Uh, had our event happened like way earlier in the day and we had been done, like, I don't know. I like board games, so I would have just been like fucking fine. But if it was like a murder board game and you didn't tell me about it, <laughs> guess who's getting murdered first? It's you. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> I'm like the second it's like, oh yeah, it's hide and seek. And then I go hide and I like, you know, peep out of my little hole. Oh, everyone's carrying weapons. I'm murdering everybody. Like it's not even uh oh, you're my in-laws, I'm gonna be nice. Like, no, you have a fucking crossbow from the 1850s trying to shoot me. Like, we're no, you're dead. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Uh, Joey, what would you do? Well, I actually did do this to my wife. We, we got back to our little Airbnb. I pulled out a little box and I said, it's tradition, babe. And she says, I've never heard of tradition. I said, I'm starting it today. And soon I'll go on a long sailing trip and I'll, and I'll, I'll meet somebody and I'll play games with him all the time. And then as we're departing, I'll offer him some cryptic advice and this box and, uh, and perhaps it will haunt him for the rest of his days. <laughs> Right. That guy goes home. He's like, honey, I, I think I just met the devil today. <laughs> I really think that man was the devil. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> um, Michael, what would you do? Well, it would have been a much better reception than we got after coming home from our wedding. I mean, Fuck, holy crap. Right, though. <laughs> Came home to everybody, our entire wedding party being drunk and at our house. And best oh, man, man and going off the rails and having to, to yeah. kick him out and take him home. Oh, yeah. No, I'd much rather prefer a board game over that nonsense. Not a game <laughs> well, it, almost, it almost was. It almost was. It though. almost was it almost without was, the board though. game. So, I mean, there's that. But no, I'm telling you right now, if you sat me down and we had like a picture perfect wedding night when we came home and you were like, hey, babe, we got to go play a game. I don't really know what it is. I would have been like, bitch, no, no, we don't. <laughs> Hard pass. We got to play a game up in here, and it doesn't involve your family. So yeah, right? Is it a kinky game? Because I'm down for that. There's a poster count. Yeah, there's a chance it could be. Is it a naked game? Happy Days game? Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, trouble, naked trouble. Mister Fun. Truth or dare? Right. Sorry? No, you about to be sorry. Yeah. Naked boggle. Naked boggle. We got, we got hungry, hungry hippos going on in here. Where no, are you we have ravenous, go? ravenous rhinos. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> okay. So let us do seven word synopsis. Uh, I edit these, so I went against the, my own rule and I made a 14 word synopsis. So it is. Anything else I can help you with? Yeah, you can go fuck yourself, Justin. I thought it was one of the best times <laughs> in this movie. If I was like, help me, they're like, I can't. Like, I hope I don't meet you because I would murder you. It's like, have a great night. <laughs> Katie. All right. Uh, Devil Deal makes newlywed play deadly hide and seek. Mm. And then my second one is a quote. It's my favorite line from the whole movie. It's the very last line in the film. And it's, Jesus Christ, what happened to you? In-laws. <laughs> Joey. I have three. Hey. Um, first one, Bloody Bride beats back Big Bad Businessman. Hey. Nice. 
Second one is, uh, turns out QAnon was right all along. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. And the third one is, they don't play hide and seek correctly. No, they don't. No, they don't. Everybody should just scuttle off (laughs) right when the music starts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Micah. I also have three. Uh, First one is TikTok. Are you ready or not? And the family-friendly version of classic Saw. (laughs) <laughs> uh, pool card to hail Satan, get rich. Yep. Oh my god, that's hail funny. Hail Satan. Yeah. yeah. Step one, hail Satan. Step two, step question three. Mark, question three. Question mark. Question mark. Yeah. 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 Step two, microwave popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have for better or worse, it's the worst. Yeah. Uh, death do us part. Bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Deadly high stakes marital hide and seek. Yeah. And then my really two good. alliteratives. Boy begets bride. Bride begets Beelzebubby's bullshit. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then I have my other one. Married. Meeting. Man-made murder. Morning's microwaved madness. Heck yeah. Microwaved madness. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were in there a little too long they all exploded Yep. <laughs> so this film came out August 21st 2019 so what do you guys think the budget for Ready or Not was Katie $25 dues Emma $29 dues so uh, just a reminder Joey um, yeah. instead of saying dollar dues is a million <laughs> yeah we say dollar dues it's from uh, what <laughs> movie was it Infinity? Well, it's from The Simpsons, but we did an Australian film and we said yeah, Dollar yeah. Infinity. Infinity. And we all giggled and it's just we kept doing it. It's been years now. <laughs> but, yeah. movie. I missed that movie. That was yeah. so good. It was a good movie. Shit. Uh, <laughs> Joey, uh, how many Dollar Dues do you think the budget for this movie was? I'm going low. I'm going with five Dollar Dues. Big brain on Joey. Yeah, Micah. $14 Dues. Hey, so check out the big brain on Joey. The budget was six dollar dues. Single location, no big, no big names. Um, what else? In the woods for a lot of it. That's a cheap yeah. movie. It's a cheap yeah. ass movie. A uh, fun fact: this same mansion. Um, it's it was technically two mansions that they used, but the outside part is the same mansion from X Men. So this is oh really? Xavier's, uh, home for. Uh, gifted oh. students. Um, and on the inside, it's actually... Fucking rich people buying up all the properties. Right? <laughs> uh, I can't remember. On the inside, it's actually another mansion that's been used in movies. So this is a... It, it's a legit mansion that they couldn't like add a ton of stuff to. So they only had five different candelabras. So in multiple scenes, they had to just move those candelabras to another room. Because <laughs> they couldn't add a ton to the, to the mansion. So they had to just keep transferring the same candles around so um so what do you guys think the box office was katie um i said 75 dollar dues okay emma 95 dollar dues 95 mm-hmm. joey i'm going with 30 dollar dues okay micah pausing for a calculating calculating <laughs> enhance <laughs> Fifty-two dollar reduce. So specific. <laughs> Very. 
So the box office for Ready or Not was fifty-seven point six dollar dues. Well, yes. okay. Specifics one. Uh, real quick, I'm going to pause and just check what movies came out in August of 2019. Because I'm very curious. I just put August 20, 2019 in my phone and I didn't say, say what movies. theaters. I didn't say a dog. I didn't anything like that. <laughs> so, The Lion King, Angry Birds Movie 2, mm. Blinded by the Light, Ripped Up Like a Douche, um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That's what we were watching. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the one that uh, won. <laughs> Crawl. It is a damn good movie. And ready or not. Uh, oh, The Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Damn oh, good. I saw that. Cop. I saw yeah. Damn good. <laughs> um, nothing real crazy. It's like the only... Which one? Oh, Angel is Fallen. No, Peanut Butter Falcon. That's a, that's a cute one. So, I mean, this was the only, like, horror movie... But in August, I mean, it's the perfect well, time to scary drop. scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah, and that was an absolute banger. That was wild um, as shit. Oh, that was such a good movie. It came out at a perfect time, I would say. Before Halloween, that's what you want to do. They could have pushed it to a little bit closer to, like, mid-September. Or just drop it October 1st. But, like I said, horror movies, some of them, they make all the money. Like, the It, Chapter 1 and 2. That made a lot of money. But usually, if a horror movie can double, triple their profit... That's great. That's money. And this movie did absolutely great. Um, the average grade was a, like a B plus on an A to F scale. It seemed like people enjoyed this film. So um, I'm happy. I'm happy it made money because it really deserved to make money. Now, I would love if it made like all the millions because they would probably come up with a way to make a sequel to this. Maybe it's another family, but it'd be the same thing, you know? Um, sometimes movies don't need a sequel. Maybe Grace. Maybe Grace becomes like... She becomes an expert in like dealing with this sort of thing, you know. They, she finds out that she tracks down another wedding that's happening that's like related, also cursed, and she shows up to help the final girl in the end, you know. Oh, but this shit. one's like, but this one's like really prissy, and she also comes from a really fa- like a really rich family, and so she's like sort of on board with the uh, hailing Satan uh, aspect of it, and then yeah. it's like a moral conundrum whether Grace is going to kill her or not. Ooh, I like that. See, I think there's another box full of puzzles or full of games. Oh, for sure. And and the game changes. It's the same yeah. concept. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But the game's completely different. So it's not hide and seek this time. It's, you know, freeze tag or some dumb bullshit like that. <laughs> and it's just chaotic as hell. Oh, shit. Freeze tag? But if you get tagged, tag, freeze tag. God damn. Oh, shit. You get stuck on flypaper. Or if you get tagged, you only have so much time to tag someone else, or you explode afterward. Fuck. Well, freeze tag. It's it'd be like freeze tag hide and. I guess you'd still have to have like a hide and seek component because the bride or groom, whoever, would have to be like hiding or being, you know, away from the family. They'd have to find a way to sneak past the family. You turn into a statue. That's your freezing. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, like a Medusa type thing. Here you go. It's Clue. There you go. It's, it's, you actually die you, from the... you. Well, you you get married and then you have to play the game of Clue, except it's not really Clue. It's real. <laughs> it just says real on the board. <laughs> it's real. Why Everything is... you do in on the board game is happening in real life to yeah. members of your family. Why does board game just say real on the side? <laughs> it's just weapons inside. <laughs> of I already have life. Why do I need real as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this game came with a shotgun. Like oh, this is my item. I'm like oh shit. <laughs> okay, so minority kill count. 
uh, one of the maids was Asian. One. I believe that is it. Yeah? Okay. I don't think there was anybody else with a darker complexion. No. Just one. Not even Daniel. in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is a very white movie. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> it was a red movie. I'll tell you that. So, the new minority kill count is 390 in a Tito Turtle in the house in a plane full of vampires. So, does anybody have anything else to say about Ready or Not before we get out of here? Here we come. (laughs) 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 Took me a second to marinate on that. (laughs) Okay. Oh, before we get out of here, Joey, uh, the floor is yours. Just tell the folks out there about your show and, and why are you so awesome? Oh, I don't know if I can answer the second question, but I will. <laughs> um, Affable Chat is a weekly movie podcast. Uh, myself, Joey, and my best friend, Benjamin, we, um, who was best, my best man at my wedding, actually, wedding related. Um, Sweet. Uh, what, uh, we review a movie every week. Uh, right now we're in the midst of our Charlie Kaufman series. We did four movies on Charlie Kaufman. Um, so that's uh, on its way out right now. Uh, but yeah, if you like what I've to say or like my sound of my voice, you can come hear it many, many hours of it on Apple <laughs> Chat um, over there. So yeah, you can find us anywhere you find podcasts. We also have a website called applechat.com, which is your new favorite website on the internet. So go yeah. check it out. My favorite thing about their episodes, besides just just them talking, is the covers of every episode. They put themselves into the cover of the movie. And I think that's absolutely hilarious because I listened to Law Abiding Citizen. That was one of the first ones oh, yeah. I listened to. <laughs> and I looked at the cover and I was like, I like zoomed in. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> They put their faces in. That's awesome. Because, you know, sometimes you click into something and you just don't look at the cover. You just go about what you were doing. And, yeah, they just just habitually just get their faces into it. And I think it's absolutely amazing. Well, thank you, Otis. I do, that's, all, that's all me. That's my that's my contribution beyond my voice is to do the thumbnail. So I, I love doing that. I make those yeah. all in PowerPoint, by the way. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... With that, that is the end of this episode. If you have any other cool fun facts about satanic rituals or, I don't know, playing deadly board games, don't tweet that shit to me, but you can tweet Katie at... AllentownPod. We have an email, it is. AllentownPresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook app. AllentownPresents. So that was episode nine of this podcast, In the Pocket, In the Books, Out of Sight. We have to 31 minus 9. We have 22. Katie was about to write it down, I think. We have 22 more scary films out in the world to do. Uh, some new ones. Some really, really new ones. One of my friends has watched the Boogeyman, the new Boogeyman movie. And he's like, this movie's kind of wild. And I was like, awesome. Because we're going to review that later. <laughs> so Yay. I'm very pumped. Really good movies out there. And some really old shitty movies that I really, really so, um, I'm pumped. I'm always pumped. So, the music you're listening to right now, because I talked enough, that is from Flip and the Combined Effort. Flip and the CE, anywhere you can find them. The Studio Fetus, thank you so much for the artwork. I am lazy. I should have been asking you for more really cool anime artwork from you. So, um, for Joey, for my friends, the Spooky Movie Squad, thank you so much for listening. And we will be back tomorrow with another scary film. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. 
Would somebody put this guy out of his misery? Toots. 